Hey guys, we're rejoined by our favourite French scissor sister, Miss Charlotte Corb. Hey Charlotte, how are you? And what have you been up to in the last uh, few months since we spoke? Oh yeah, um, when, did, when did we speak the last time? I can't remember, two months ago? Yeah, so that when we spoke, that was actually our first interview that we put out. Um, no. for, for Yeah, for the podcast, uh. yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't think we told you at the time, but yeah, it was literally our first one. <laughs> um, and that went out the start of July. So yeah, it was. It must have been the end of June when we, uh, when we spoke. So how many have you done since, since then? So we've done, uh, this will be our 12th episode now. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So we've done, um, We've done 12, 12 that have gone out and then we've got a few more as well. We've probably got about four that are, that are scheduled. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. So it's how about new, you? It's a new adventure. Um, <laughs> it certainly is. Um, the, um, I, well, I've been working on the release of my new EP uh, that's coming out on the 13th. So... Um, uh, so yeah, I've been I've been working on this. Uh, I built my new website uh, with my friend Debbie. Um, I I got a job. Um, okay. So what, well, what's the job doing? Well, don't get too excited because I got fired last week. Oh no, no! <laughs> so, how, can, how can you fire Charlotte Cobb? What's going on? <laughs> so, so. Um, so that didn't last very. That lasted two months and a half, um, and uh, but yeah, mostly I've been working on on um, on my new record, really, on the release of my new record. Uh, I received the copy, so yeah, that's exciting. And um, what else I've been doing? Um, uh, I don't know. That's about it, really. I think, yeah. Well. The new record we're going to come to shortly, but as you were talking then about your new website, I want to just sort of scan through a few of the uh, a few of the uh, quotes from from people uh, that are up there on the website. So, Alan McGee, of course, mm -hmm. Oasis uh, Oasis's original manager, uh, founder of Creation Records, worked with so many of the. Uh, major acts in the 90s and early noughties. So Alan mm -hmm. says, she reminds me of a female Sid Barrett. She keeps running into me all over the place, from concerts or serving me ice cream at the Curzon on a wet Saturday night, or on mm -hmm. Jules Holland with the High Flying Birds. I love Charlotte, a great talent and a real psychedelic soul musician. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was very sweet of him. <laughs> well, um, that's um, high praise indeed. So, when did, when did you serve him ice cream then? I served him the ice cream. Well, I don't know if it was ice cream, but I was certainly working at the cinema because, and I worked there for like six years. And I think he came on a Saturday night. Um, he came. I think it was just before. It was. It was. It was really like maybe a month before I went on Jules Holland. It was kind of. Yeah, because I must have spoken to him. I mean, we definitely spoke, but I must have told him like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do Jules Zolan or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, but, but no, I don't know. Do you know what? I don't know if I told him. Um, anyway, I can't remember. But yeah, I did. Maybe I served him ice cream. But yeah, no, he came. Um, but it was really quite not long before I joined Noel's band. 
So tell us a bit more about the Curzon then. Is that a cinema or a theatre? No, no, Curzon is like a, it's a cinema in London, but they've got, they've got a cinema all over the country, but it's like a art house kind of um, cinema. And uh, yeah, I worked part-time for six years, just before, just before uh, Noel rescued me from the, from, <laughs> from the popcorn. <laughs> no rescue me from the popcorn that is that's the tagline for this episode right there <laughs> <laughs> so what what film was Alan McGee going to watch then in the Curzon oh you, I well, can't, no I can't, okay I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> okay so the next uh, the next quote is from the man who saved you from the popcorn himself Mr mm-hmm. No Gallagher so he says mm-hmm. when I first met her she was wearing a cape she looked like mm-hmm. a little piece of lego Mm-hmm. She told me she liked some of my songs, but not all of them. I hadn't even asked her for an opinion. She's beautiful, fearless, and one hell of a tambourine player. Yeah. Um, well, he was clearly um, mocking me on the tambourine playing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, uh, actually, I, I, I told him that wasn't true because uh, he said I didn't like his song. But um, when we, when we uh, filmed um, Holy Mountain video, uh, so, so the first time I met Noel was when I went to um, be in the video, Holy Mountain. So that was the first time, uh, yeah, I met him. So I remember we that video. Yeah, so we did only man. We did free video. Of the, well, he was doing free videos in a day. So he did only um, mountain, and then there were. Um, she taught me how to fly, and then there were another one. Uh, well, it's a beautiful world, and uh, and I think he must have said something like, um, uh, "Do you like Do you like that song or something about?" Uh, she told me how to fly, and I said, <laughs> "I think I must have said it's all right." <laughs> <laughs> but, but somehow now he's saying that um, he hadn't asked me, but I'm pretty sure he had asked me. Uh, but I can't remember. M- maybe I did. No, I mean I'm sure he had asked me. But anyway, yeah. So, so he saved you from the popcorn. You're in the studio, or you're on on set recording three videos, and then you're like, "Yeah, one of these songs off your new album. It's all right. It's not bad." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I can't. To be honest, I can't really remember. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that's his quote. And then next up, we've got David Holmes, who of course produced uh, the the album that you featured on with uh, with No Gallagher's High Flying Birds, mm-hmm. who built the moon. So David says, a true original and a truly unique artist. There is not many I can say this about, but I honestly think I love everything she's ever recorded. All hail the Scissor Queen. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was very nice uh, of David. Well, David, um, actually, David, well, David was my savior because David is the one, you know, he was producing the record and then he uh, texted me um in December, the first time, 2016, and he said, you know, would you be up for doing some vocal for the Noel Gallagher album? And um, I just remember, you know, being so excited. And then uh, I did it in um, April for my house. I did it in my house, the, the, you know, the French part in the, uh, of that song. Um, it's a beautiful world. And then 
so so sorry was that so is that the bit that you did in your house then is that on the final recording or did you do it in your house as a demo and then go into the studio and and re-record it um no, I don't really like going to studios. So I told David I didn't want to go to the studio. So I did it in my house and I emailed it to them. Ah, cool, right. And uh, I was actually uh, uh, surrounded by boxes because my flat, anyway, I was surrounded by boxes. I think um, I had moved um, a few months before and I was like really surrounded by boxes. I couldn't even find my microphone. But anyway, <laughs> I, found, I found a mic and I did it. And, uh, Rock and roll right there. Yeah, and I sent it to them. And um, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, actually Noel kind of laughed about that because um, you two use, use that French part, I think, for um, just before they show um, um, on, on the tour they did um, two years ago. Um, it was like at the beginning of, of the show, you know, before they went, they went, they went on. Ah, cool. So it was like um, the mono- monologue sort of before it and then bang, you two enter the stage. Yeah, so it was, I think it, it's a beautiful world and then it was this kind of talk, um, you know, French spoken. And and so when Noel saw it in the stadium, he remembered that I had recorded it in, you know, in my little flat surrounded by all my boxes. And he thought that was funny. <laughs> I mean, when we spoke last time, we were talking about It's a Beautiful World and, of course, the French segment, and I loved it. I loved it. As soon as I heard that song, I loved the groove of it, um, Noel's vocal on it, and, and, of course, the lyrics. But then that French segment just broke it down absolutely beautifully. It just added so much to the song. But, yeah, so that was thanks to David. And um, and then... Uh... Yeah, David. David placed my song "Born to Lie" last year in in Killing Eve, um, and he put me on the compila- on the Killing Eve compilation as well. So uh, I owe him a lot. Absolutely. I mean, Killing Eve, one of the biggest shows of the last couple of years, and it's. Um, I saw. I was in the airport actually recently, and I saw uh, Joe Decoma from Killing Eve. She was in the in the bar in the airport. Oh really? I still yeah. haven't. I still haven't watched it. Oh, no, because you said this last time we spoke and you need to. I've only seen the first series, but you need to watch it, especially as you're on it and on the compilation I album. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, okay. Yeah, this is on my list, on my list of things to do. Well, we're, um, yeah, on, get it on your watch list, on, on your Netflix list. Um, so the next, the next quote that I'd like to speak about is Kevin Shields, of course, from mm-hmm. my, buddy, my buddy Valentine, who... Um, you were you were with for a few years in the in the nineties. That is that right? Um, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So inspiring, originally fiercely independent, beautiful music, always years ahead of its time. I remember hearing Charlotte's music for the first time and being immediately taken by the freshness, great melodies, and utterly unique approach. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah that was very nice of Kevin obviously um, he's my best friend so I've known him for uh, since 97 so uh, a long time 23 years Um, and um, uh, yeah so um, so he must have spent hours just writing these quotes because um, you know um, but yeah, bless him. He wrote a beautiful quote. 
certainly was, did. It's you know, yeah. it's like I say, it's beautiful. And uh, so, do you still? You say Kevin's your best friend. Do you still sort of work closely with him when you're, you know, say this new EP's come out? Do you ask him what he thinks of all the tracks in advance and and uh, share share ideas musically? Still, um, I mean, he's worked on. Um... He's worked on my two previous albums. Uh, this is the first um, yeah. record he's not on. Um, actually, uh, the Mind Contorted track, um, uh, Kevin had done some guitars and uh, we couldn't use them. Um, and so, uh, and I wanted, I wanted him to redo them. And uh, because he lives in Ireland, uh, and that's why I asked Noel, I said, you know, uh, I need this uh, guitar to be uh, redone um, and Kevin couldn't do it. So I just said, would you mind, um, you know, doing them? And um, so so that's why Noel is on, on, on the song. But uh, yeah, it's the first record Kevin is not on. He will be, uh, I don't know if he will be on this next uh, third album, but, but, you know, we speak very often, um, you know, every week and uh yeah i love him very much oh that's lovely well yeah. talking about the the new ep then so as you said before at the top of the show it's out on november the four, sorry november the 13th um and it's in it's titled 14 years so mm -hmm. what what inspired the title well 14 years is you know the time i spent with kevin um but um uh, the track, uh, this track, 14 years, is really a mix of, uh, um, you know, my two previous kind of long relationships. So Kevin and this um, guy called Sam Senior, who I spent six and a half years with. And um, Sam very much inspired the words because one day he said to me as a joke, I think he said, you've used up all your kisses. So I just used that line. Um, right, so that's where that lyric comes from. I was going to ask you about that because I love it when you sing, I've used up all, all of my kisses. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, as soon as I heard that song, it was, you know, that was, uh, that was something that struck me straight away. Um, but um, I, um, I recorded this song in 2012. Ah, right. Okay, so, so is that the version that's on the EP then from 2012 or...? Yeah. Was it right. Okay. Right. Well, because because this song was supposed to be on my second album, and um, so we had mixed it and everything. And then when I was doing the running order, um, uh, it wasn't flowing, and and I, um, I just thought something just doesn't work in this running order. So then I removed this song, and uh, and then and then it was flowing. So I just thought, you know, I'll just keep it for the next record, kind of thing. And uh, it was good because it just gave me, I knew I didn't want to carry on um, doing the same type of music. I mean, like on the second album, they were like this song, The Highest, which is very good, but it was kind of a bit more rocky, maybe. And I, I love the house. Of, yeah, I love it very much, but I kind of knew I wanted to kind of um, maybe... Uh, start in a diff, you know, do something a bit different. So, so in a way, it was good because um, to have this track 14 years as a kind of starting point for the third album, 
um, you know, it's always difficult to start the record. So just to have these at the starting point, then it, it, it kind of helped me. And, um, and uh, but yeah, it's kind of, we, we did remix it. Uh, we did remix it with Brandon uh, last year, but, uh, but no, all the recording was done um, in 2012. Wow, so I that's think. been a, that's a little hidden gem then. It's been locked away in the in the cabinet for eight yeah, years so, so hold on i'm saying 2012 no so yeah sorry maybe yeah 2013 mine contorted that it was recorded in 2012 that's even older <laughs> yeah so we're digging in the vaults but now beautiful songs and i absolutely love the the title track it feels like it's got a nod towards miles davis throughout with the jazz section and i love the yeah. abstract elements that build throughout I can imagine myself in a little European coffee shop watching the world go by, listening to it. Yeah, I mean, the way, um, because I'm not a, a typical musician like Noel or Kevin, or, um, this song, I built it, um, I think because my background is more like fine art, um, I, I tend to be, um, like this song, I built it like a collage, you know, um, so basically, um I recycled the drum when we, we when we were in the studio recording the house. Um, I think the band was jamming, and then from this jam, I took the drum and and I think Mel had plucked like two notes on the violin, two free notes, and um, and I, I basically kept these two things, and then I went to Paris, and uh, I asked my friend Fantasio to play double bass. And then I went to another person, you know, I kind of built it like a collage. And then obviously I edited and stuff. Um, and then I sang on top. Well, the end result is absolutely beautiful. We're going we're gonna to play that song Thank in you. a minute. Oh, it is, yeah. honestly. But I just want to ask you first, before we, before we play, um, I want to ask you about the front cover, because who is that on the front cover of this EP? It looks, it, he has a look at Jimmy Cagney, the old famous... Uh, Hollywood gangster movie star. So, so this guy, I mean, basically the cover um, has been, uh, it's an it's a artwork by this uh, friend called John Stezaker, he's a really famous English artist, he's um, 71. And uh, uh, basically uh, um, it's quite a crazy story because um, when, when I, before I put out the second album, I really wanted a, a, a artwork from him. And uh, I had contacted his gallery and, uh, and they had turned me down and I was quite sad about it. And then um, I met John, like I was working in this antique shop and, and um, anyway, I met him outside. Um, and I so this is him, in Brighton? No, 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 in London. That was in oh, London. Oh, in London. Ah, okay. Yes. So that was in London in like probably 2013 or something. And, and, and no, so... Uh, no, hold on. So the, the second album came out 2015. So I would have asked maybe in 2014 for the cover. I got turned down. Then I met him, you know, maybe 2016 or something. And then I told him about the story. And he said, look, I'll do the next one. And uh, I, said, I said, look, I, I will send you my music uh, because uh, you, you may not want to associate your work with my music. So I sent it my music and then he became the biggest fan. And then he said, 
you know, I really want to do your cover. So we finally <laughs> working together. And um, so it's like a new piece of artwork that he's done. He's do- because um, this album is in three parts. So he's going to do a triptych. So, ah, cool. Yes, it's three different covers by him. And um, and this one, I mean, the, the guy on the cover, I think he's an Australian actor. I think it's William Freshman. Um, but John wouldn't have chosen, obviously, uh, you know, he wouldn't have chosen this picture because of this guy. He, you know, he would have just chosen it because he liked the picture, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, well, that's a really cool story. That's that's actually better than if they would have said, yeah, first time round. The well, fact know, that I now mean, yeah, he's become yeah. a fan of you. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, it's just <laughs> like, and he's just really... Um, really supportive and um so it's really like um yeah i mean it was meant to be i guess absolutely so you just sort of give us you know a little insight there that this is going to be the first of three parts mm-hmm. i know i know obviously you know we've got to let this one breathe and come out and uh, get on the airwaves first but when could we expect part two then so part two, I already have, uh, so for part two, I already have two songs. One of them being Alone on the Rope uh, by uh, Noel. You know, I'm, I'm covering this song, his song. Oh, it's a beautiful song, yeah. Yeah, so I've already did that. I already did, kind of did that last year, but I need to kind of do the vocal. So then I just have to do another two songs. So um, my deadline, my own deadline uh, is uh, late January. So I'm, I would o- hope that uh, it would be out at the spring, the second one. And then the third one, if I'm not too slow, hopefully at the autumn next year. So maybe two next year, maybe. I love that. So like you say, you, you, you're releasing new music continuously over a 12-month period. It's, it's, it's almost a, a better way than bringing out just one album. And, you know, yeah. It, it extends the flow, doesn't it? I love it. So well, when, yeah. when parts two and three come out, then you're going to have to come back on and we're going to have to spin some tunes. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, but for now, let's hear the title track and the lead sing. 14 years.
So the next song we're going to hear tonight is called Man Contorted. And this is the song that you've mentioned before, features Noel Gallagher on acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. And you said that it, you know, it could have been Kevin Shields, but mm-hmm. it needed reworking. So Noel stepped in because uh, mm-hmm. Kevin couldn't get in the studio. But who's on backing vocals? So back, uh, so it's a duet with Terry Hall of the Specials. Oh um, yes, yeah. That's uh, the, so basically. Um, so I met Terry a long time ago uh, because uh, my first album came out on Honest Jones in two thousand and five, uh, and Terry uh, was on Honest Jones too at the same kind of time. And I think one night I met him at an after show. And, uh, I, 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 you know, I met him and I said, oh, I'm on Honest Jones. And he said, oh, me too and stuff. And so we started talking. Um, and then uh, he introduced me to his uh, two boys uh, and I became friend with them. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and Terry and I are both massive fans of Daniel Johnston. So, yeah. so basically, uh, yeah, so... I asked Terry if he wanted to do a cover. We did We did actually two covers. We did two songs. And then so his son, Theo, uh, plays guitar on the two songs. And um, so, and uh, Noel, uh, I think, did three guitars. And uh, he actually totally changed the song. It was much more kind of, I would say, lo-fi before. And he made it more kind of poppy. Um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, it, I, yeah, I was quite impressed actually uh, with with what he did. I was really happy, and um, and the other song, "Story of an Artist." I don't know when I will release this because yeah, we we recorded these two songs in two thousand and twelve. But anyway, um, <laughs> but the other one does have Kevin um, on it. Yeah. So, uh, so three absolute legends then have joined you on on cuts of this song and it's uh the, the end product's great and yeah the uh the specials and just linking back i mean they're, they're, they're absolutely amazing aren't they yeah uh, actually they're number one again with the uh, ghost town really yeah i saw that on instagram i think it's been re-released and um yeah then number one i think uh I, I saw terry posted something yeah I love Ghost Town. What a tune. So yeah. Noel, Noel was uh, keen to return a favour and, and appear on this new record. Yeah. And I love the bit at the end where Noel says, let me do it again. It reminds me of the end of Dead in the Water. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I always, um, uh, I would say on most of my songs, you will hear people talk. Or, you know, um, because I just think it kind of adds like a human dimension. I don't really like when things are all kind of perfect. And and I think just to hear someone say, okay, I'll do it again. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it just adds that kind of human. Yeah, you know, I know exactly what you mean. I love trace. it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's again, like harking back to the abstract elements as well in um in 14 years, you know, when it's in and out and the, the, the jazz is coming in and then there's different different sounds. I love that. And on, on 14 years, uh, the, the my friend Fantasio played double bass. Actually, you can hear him at the beginning and he's saying, I can't hear the bass. 
Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, he's saying, I mean, he's saying that in French, but yeah, he's basically saying, I can't hear the bass. Um, so I thought it was quite funny because he's quite loud on the song, but in his headphone at the time, you know, he would have been too quiet. So I thought, oh, I'll just leave that on. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, it sounds cool in French as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's hear mine consorted then. I'm going to let you introduce it. Okay, so this is a uh, Daniel Johnson cover uh, called Mind Contorted. I've been through some hard, but I'm feeling so much better. And I'm standing in your yard. I could be there forever And I know if you saw me now you would be much perplexed And I know if you saw me now your mind would be contorted But I love you Every time I think of you the sun shines brightly on my soul But there's something missing Part of you, part of the whole I cried a million tears Feel an ocean with my sorrow And if I had my way I'd be up to see you tomorrow If you saw me now, you would be quite perplexed And I know, if you saw me now, your mind would be contorted And I know, if you saw me now, you would be quite perplexed And I know, if you saw me now, your mind would be contorted But I love you Every time I think of you, I feel like Writing a song And if I could win your art I never saw it take so awful long I wish upon a star Hope that we could get together I'd be standing in your yard we could be there forever And I know if you saw me now you would be quite perplexed And I know if you saw me now your mind would be contorted And I know if you saw me now you would be quite perplexed And I know if you saw me now your mind would be contorted But I love you Have you spoke to Noel much during lockdown? Uh, well, I, I mean, I spoke to him on WhatsApp and stuff. And I was, uh, yeah, I've been in touch with the old band, really, during lockdown. Um, Good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
talking about Oasis then, uh, What's the Story in Morning Glory was 25 years old at the start mm-hmm. of October. And mm-hmm. Noel did a documentary where he was returning to Wales to the studio where it, the album was recorded. Have you seen mm-hmm. the documentary? Yeah, no, I did see it. Um, I, saw, I saw the documentary and then he was doing the track pair track thing. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting as well. And, um, and I quite like the fact that, uh, you know, the way he is not shy about, uh, about his references about um you know he will openly say oh yeah you know that's you know i was that song in, was inspired by this other track or whatever um, yeah, he's, he's always uh, yeah if, i mean cigarettes now go off definitely maybe but you know he's always yeah that's t-rex all over that <laughs> yeah and i really like that because um i told him actually i really like this because i think you know most artists uh would kind of most likely I their their reference and um and actually everyone uh takes from other people you know musically um and so I just think to say it um I don't know I just quite like that I thought yeah, it's, it's like, kind of it's very honest yeah yeah it's wearing your heart on your sleeve isn't it and just saying yeah this is you know yeah. this is us this is what inspired it this is it yeah and as he said you know he said I'm a music fan and you know, and uh, yeah, I just quite like that. But um, uh, yeah, so yeah, I did see it, yes. So you arrived in England in 1995. Mm-hmm. And that was the year What's the Story was released. Do you mm-hmm. remember when you arrived? Because that album was just, it was all over the place. I mean, like, it was everywhere. It was a phenomenon. So what are your memories of the album at the time when you just got into, you know, moved to England? Um, to be honest, uh, I don't really have any memories. I mean, I, obviously, I would have heard it everywhere, but um, I wasn't really into um, the Britpop thing at all. So, um, so yeah, so I, obviously, I would have heard it on the radio, but um, I don't really have any kind of specific memories, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so that's yeah. what no means then when you said you didn't like all these songs. <laughs> Well, I think he's quite, I mean, I think he's quite aware. I mean, I always said to him, you know, that I've always considered it being good music, um, but I, I was never like a fan, if you know what I no. mean. Like, um, so, um, but, you know, I really liked it. But, but, but like the thing with music like this, when it, when, when um, I think it was the same with Nirvana, but, um, you know, uh, when an album does really well and you hear it, I mean, that, I, mean I can only talk for myself, but when I hear a record everywhere, um, I'm not going to go and buy it because I hear it, um, you know, a lot on the radio or whatever. So um, so I, 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 I kind of, um, uh, I become more reluctant. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like um, I do know what you mean when songs get overplayed. I mean, I love... That, yes. Yeah, I love What's the Story, but say like Wonderwall, I know it was probably, you know, one of the biggest songs off it, but it just it was too overplayed for me. So it's not, you know, it's not, I usually skip that when I'm playing the album. Well, exactly, because you, you you know, you hear it so much that then you just, um, so, so yeah, so basically I would have heard it a lot, but, um, you know, I didn't go and buy the record. Yeah. So with your EP coming out, um, whilst obviously the live thing um, 
and the current situation, you know, live live gigs are mm-hmm. off. Um, so are there any plans around promoting the record uh, in any other ways that you might not have done? I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Um, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, we can't play shows. I mean, it would be good... Um, maybe to do like, uh, to stream, you know, to do some songs, maybe in my house in a few months and maybe stream that. I mean, I haven't really thought about it. Um, I'm not mad on, I'm not mad on performing. I, I love performing with Noel, but I'm not mad on performing for my own stuff. Um, I reckon though, I reckon it would be cool. I mean, I could see these songs, you know, off this EP, sort of like say if you did a stream or anything like that. When you say from your house though, have you uh, have you moved all your boxes now? <laughs> when you said you recorded uh, It's a Beautiful World and you were surrounded by boxes. <laughs> well, actually I've, I've moved, uh, I've moved uh, three times since then and I'm about <laughs> to move again next month, so. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> but so I don't know when I'll be settling in a home to do that. But um, but yeah, it would be nice to do something. But I haven't really thought about it at the moment. I'm just going to put this out and and uh, you know and wait to see what's going to happen with the COVID and you know and yeah, no plan really. Well, it's a beautiful record anyway. So thank you. And so, some of your tracks. We were discussing before abstract elements when you when you leave um, bits of uh, bits of audio in there, you know, uh, conversations in there, and some of them have a cinematic feel. And I'm not just saying this because you're French, but mm-hmm. I watched the seventies classic the other week, The French Connection, and I loved it. What kind mm-hmm. of movies do you like? So yeah, so I think the reason why it's got some cinematic vibe is because I did study film and I do love films. Um, so I think maybe that's why I always has a bit of a kind of cinematic, you know, um, vibe. Uh, but, um, well, uh, I mean, I love dramas. I love documentaries. Um, I love crimes. I still haven't seen actually the French connection. Oh, you need to. I mean, I'd not seen it until the other week, but it's so good. No, I still haven't seen it. So when you, when you, yeah, when you, um, so, uh, yeah, so uh, I would say I'm quite open, except sci-fi or, uh, yeah. Um, Going back to the French Connection, it's, um, it's set in New York, the first one, but it's a sequel that's set in Marseille. I'm going to watch that next. Oh, really? No, I need to watch it. It's a yeah, classic. It is. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, I do like French film. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so what was the, your question? What what kind of film? Yeah, what kind of films, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. French cinema, yeah, there's some, uh, there's some classics there, isn't there, with, uh, yeah. with Gainsbourg and everything I over the years. I don't really like. Um, I don't. I don't watch block, 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 blockbusters. Um, so you you're doing more towards the art house kind of uh, kind of films. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I would say. Um, yeah. So not not many. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I, you... I, I, I love. Um, do you know what? Recently, I saw 
it's still uh, it, it, these films still stayed with me but like a few months ago i watched peterson this jim jarmusch film and uh, about this guy who is a bus driver and he also writes poetry and it's such an amazing film it really stayed with me um but yeah so that's that's one to to watch so um, that's your recommendation then so i'm gonna yeah, i'm gonna yeah. go away i'm gonna watch that peterson so you've got to watch a french connection i've got to watch peterson yeah that's right it's i think it's called patterson and it's basically ah, yeah and it, it was filmed the guy is called patterson and he was born in patterson in america there's a city called patterson yeah. Um, so it's Jim Jarmusch. Yeah, it's a really beautiful film, and uh, I don't know. It just really moved me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm gonna have to check it out. So if you could go back in time, any gig, anywhere, any year, who would you go and watch? Uh, it would have to be Love, my favorite Love. band. Wow. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, I actually did meet Arthurly, uh uh, weirdly enough, it was with a friend of Noel Scully, who um, uh, he played at the Forum in Kentish Town. I mean, I couldn't tell you what year it was, um, maybe ten years ago. Um, and uh, and uh, Noel's friend Scully said uh, to me, "Oh, I, I know, uh, I know, Hustley. Do you want to go and say hi?" And I, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, that would be great." And of course, when we went to see him, I just realized he had never met him before. And uh, it was just really funny. So he was um, just winging it for you to get an introduction. <laughs> so basically, he just said, "Yeah, he just said, oh, I know him. Do you want to come and meet him?'" And so I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that would be great." And then when we were in front of him, I realized he had never met him. It was just, <laughs> it was just funny. But um, yeah, love. So, I mean, love is Scully, my fan. Scully is from uh, Manchester, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's from Manchester, and I'm sure he used to. Uh, Organise tickets for 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 people when uh, Noel was in town and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, he's uh, yeah, he's definitely from Manchester. Yeah. 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 Well, so that was that was quite funny. But thanks to Scully, I met Arthurly, and the love would definitely be um, you know uh, well uh, yeah, I would have loved to see them. But yeah. Amazing band. That would be my dream gig. Mm. Well, Charlotte, it's been amazing having you on again. Thank you. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented and the lovely Charlotte Corp, a new EP with the Volume Corp, is out on the 13th of November. Make sure you check it out. There's beautiful lyrics on there, hints of jazz, tender vocals, and it features No Gallagher. Go and buy it or download it. Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Mercy, Charlotte. Well. Merci. Mercy. So, to play us out, Abianto. What does that mean? You're welcome. It means uh, see you soon. Ah, nice. Yes. Well, Abianto. So, next time when you release the sequel to this EP, uh, mm -hmm. we need to uh, we need to do this again. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Definitely. Thank you. No, so it's been a pleasure. So, we're going to make it a tradition as well because last time when you were on, we finished with the Volume Corb, the house. So I'd mm -hmm. like to finish with that again. I'd like it to play us out. And it's over to you to introduce it. Oh, you want to play the house again? I want to play the house again. Okay. So this is a song called The House. And it is from my second album, I Wish Didi Ramon Was Here With Me. Uh, that came out in 2015. 
And uh, yeah, thank you.